Good morning, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Daily Devo with Vince and Bo. I'm Vince. And I'm Bo. We are glad that you are here today. We are coming to you with a devotion Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. We've, we've, people have been asking, Bo, are you guys going to do this when things get back to normal? I've been hearing that question. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we're both feeling like, we would like to keep at least some version of this going, you know, in the long term. It may not be every day forever, because when we're able to do more in-person ministry, that takes more time. And these devotions, they do take some time to prepare and plan and set up and do and then, you know, debrief from. So they might not go this little forever, but man, I would love for the long term to keep some kind of during the week, you know, interaction with everybody online. So let's say hi to a few people who are tuning in. Some of you may be listening to this on our Bridge podcast. Welcome to those of you who are listening on the podcast. For those of you who are tuning in on Facebook, we'd like to say hi to some of the people tuning in live. If you're watching or listening on the podcast, uh, check us out on Facebook sometime. Leave a comment and interact. Let's say hi to a few people. Hey, Paula. Hey, Emily. Hey, Daniel. Hey, Jan. Jan, I think I've called you Janice a few times, but I think Joanna corrected me and said you go by Jan. So my bad on that. But correct me if I'm wrong again. <laughs> Hello, Tom. Hello, Kathy. Hello, Christina. Hey, Carl. Carl said, good, Bo and Vince. I think he meant good morning. Good morning to you, Carl. Or if you just want to say good, <laughs> good, Bo and Vince. Well, good, Carl. I'm just... I'm just playing around, Carl. Hopefully that wasn't offensive. Uh, just a funny comment. Hey, Cindy. Hey, Edna. Uh, Cindy, sa- or, uh, Cindy says, hello. Good afternoon. Good after early noon, maybe. It's a very early afternoon. I'm just ragging on everybody. I'm going after <laughs> You're having fun today. I'm having fun today. Hey, Pastor Johnson. That's what happens when you preach a good sermon. Like, Things. life is good. Right. Life is great. Everything's fun and light. You're just loosey-goosey. Yeah. Loosey-goosey yeah. after that. Because that was a great sermon yesterday. Oh, thank you. Thank you. All right. We have an intro question for everybody to answer. Leave your answer in the comments. If you were to go, be forced to live on a desert island, COVID takes over. <laughs> The world collapses. It's the apocalypse. The only safe place is a desert island. And as you're heading out the door, for some reason, your Bible was ripped into different books. Each book is their own little pamphlet. You can only take one book of the Bible. If you were on a desert island and you could only have one book of the Bible, which book of the Bible would you bring? We will answer first. You want me to go first, or do it, or do you want to go first? You go ahead if or, you're ready. Were you gonna say the book that we're gonna look uh, at? I was today? gonna, ch- I was gonna cheat and do something else. Well, or do that okay. One? So I, I think I would take the Gospel of Luke. Wow, how come? Well, I love, I love the Gospels. I love, I love watching Jesus in action and hearing his teaching. Yeah. And Luke has got a great, you know, it's 24 chapters. Says there's a lot to it. Yeah. And Luke's a great writer and he's detailed and um, so it's got you know all the great stuff you know um, but Luke and Acts is really a two volume set so I'm going to cheat and say I'll take the Luke oh. Acts set 
You'd take Luke Acts. Luke Acts, because wow. Acts is really a part two of Luke. That and uh, definitely that, a so I, I totally cheated. Spot. That's totally yeah. cheating. But I said it only because we're going to be delving into the book of Acts That's starting right. today. That's so right. we're going to be jumping into the book of Acts. I'll answer it in one second. Let's see some answers from some people, though. Also, Jan said, go by Jan. Good to know. Jan. And Jan also said she would bring uh, John. Gospel of John. Love that. Cindy said James. Hmm. Dan said Revelation. Whoa, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Tom said Psalms. Pastor Johnson said chapters. Hebrews. Yeah, that's a good book. Yeah, that's that's, a, they're all good books. That's a but, deep book. Yeah. Pastor Johnson was teaching Hebrews when I was in India. Was he? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I was there for that service. I remember that, Pastor Johnson. Mm. Uh, Paula cheated as well. She's yes. following your lead and said <laughs> Psalms and John. Uh -huh, okay. Um, one from no connection one there, from though. New. No connection there. They're just two different books. That's yeah. okay. We'll let it slide. Yeah. Paula. Yeah. If Paula you... said one of the Gospels. Think Matthew, but Luke would be good, too. Mm. For those of you just tuning in, if you were going to a desert island, you're going to be forced to live there forever. <laughs> you can only bring one book of the Bible. What book of the Bible would you bring? Oh, Carl said he meant Luke. What would I bring? Probably Leviticus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Your face you'll, is just you'll, like... Because you figure, I got all this time, I'll get around to finally reading Leviticus. Right, right. <laughs> I'll make myself. Right, if I'm honest, I probably led, read Leviticus like twice, maybe. Yeah. Maybe once. Yeah. Maybe once. Mm -hmm. In full. Yeah, know, right. Like straight through. Mm -hmm. uh, man, what would I bring to a desert island? One book. I feel like it's hard to answer something other than a gospel. It's the Savior. Because it comes down to basically, it's the book's about Jesus. The book's about you know, the whole, Jesus. The whole How are we Bible. not going to bring a Jesus part? Yeah, yeah. But if we're there together and you're bringing Luke, I'll bring, I don't know, <laughs> Matthew? Is Matthew the longest? Well, it's 28 chapters. 28, right? Uh, no, 24 chapters. I'm sorry. 24 no, chapters. 20, no, 28, right? right 28, because the Great Commission is right? 28. <laughs> I'm thinking Luke's 24. Mm. Yeah, Luke is 24. Maybe I'd bring John because John's the one, like Matthew, Mark, and Luke have a lot of the same stories. Exactly. But John has a lot of different ones. Totally different. You bring Luke Acts. I'll bring John. We'll we'll just feast forever. We'll stay on the path. That's we right. We will not turn That's right. apostate. Yeah. We might need James, though. I was thinking about the one who said James. Yeah. That is so much about how you treat other people. If you're alone on that desert island. You don't need it. You won't need it. <laughs> you don't need to take the You don't tongue. have to be patient. You don't have to right. do any of that you stuff. You don't have to worry about not showing favoritism. You and I would need it just to, you know, <laughs> yes. stay compatible and friendly and... You know, point out to each other how we're violating the scriptures. That's you know? right. And that's right. There's the part. Of, isn't James also like the stuff about being rich too, right? Mm -hmm. Isn't the ending like yeah. about rich people mm -hmm. giving away, you know, being generous. So like, yeah, right. if you have like an extra coconut, yeah, I'd be like, Bo, you haven't been generous lately. The rich man, <laughs> give me half of that coconut. <laughs> all right, we're real goofy today, yeah. but that's all right. So yes, thanks everybody for. Bringing in your thoughts. Let's see a couple of these. Kathy said Proverbs. Bill said John. Carl said, I'll bring Matthew. LOL. There we go. All right. So uh, we're going to jump into the book of Acts. Yes. I love the book of Acts for, for many reasons, but I have a fondness for the book of Acts because when I first started exploring 
getting serious about faith in the Lord and following Jesus, yeah. I started attending a Bible study with a group of men that were just basically reading a chapter of Acts each night, hmm. talking about it, Monday night hmm. Bible study. And um, I was amazed. I mean, I'd, for somebody, who, I, I'd never read the Bible really, so everything was new to me, everything was amazing to me. But I was amazed at just how God was manifesting himself on the earth through the apostles and others how the miracles were happening and the gospel was going forth. They were just basically, you know, taking it to the streets and taking it to the nations and so many amazing things were happening. And um, it was just so alive. And uh, I'd always, you know, my perception of the Bible was, okay, it's about things that happened way a long time ago and God's not really doing much today. Yeah. But Acts brought it, even though it's, a, of course, written 2,000 years ago, covering, you know, from that era, um, it showed God alive in the lives of his people. Yeah. And man, that was exciting to me. Yeah. And um, it made me hungry to want to see God showing himself, manifesting himself. Mm -hmm. And um, so anyway, I have a fondness for Acts. That was my first book that I even began to read and study. Really? Yeah, and wow. and I've never stopped being fascinated with it and excited by it and challenged by it, you know, because it's what we're to be about. Right. Taking the gospel to the world. Yeah. And, um, and you know, you can read the gospels and it's, it's basically it's Jesus in action. You know, he equipped the disciples and commissioned them to go out and, and heal and preach and cast out demons, but it's really mostly about what Jesus did. The book of Acts is about what the whole, what the Holy Spirit did through the apostles and others. Mm -hmm. And it, so it's like Jesus handed the baton to the disciples and said, now you go do it yeah. in a big yeah. way. And they did. Yeah, they and, really and did. So, and I like history. And so Acts is, it's not an exhaustive history of the first roughly 30 years of the church. It's a selected history of events that took place. But it, it covers a, a range from about, about 30 A.D. to 60 A.D. Um, just in case you're wondering, I'm giving you a little bit of background information as, before we start reading. Yep. Um, but it's um, the title of the book, it's called The Acts of the Apostles, which is actually, you know, the titles in the Bible aren't inspired. So, you know, these, they're just names that people attach to it and it became later accepted. On, right? Yes, later yeah. on. So if I was going to name this book, I would call it the Acts of the Holy Spirit mm. through the apostles and others, mm -hmm. because it's not limited to just the apostles. Mm -hmm. And it's really about what the Holy Spirit is doing through the church, yeah. through individuals in the church. Yeah. And, um, and it's amazing, it's an exciting, exciting book. So let's begin beginning in verse one. We're gonna read the first eight verses today. And the author of Acts is Luke, as we alluded to earlier, who is also the author of the Gospel of Luke. And it says, The former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach, until the day in which he was taken up, after he through the Holy Spirit had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. That's important for us to note 
that what Jesus talked to his disciples about when he was on the earth after his resurrection and before his ascension back to heaven, he talked to them about the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. That's the, I guess you could say the overall theme of Acts is the disciples, the apostles, taking the message of the gospel of the kingdom to the earth. And basically the message of the gospel of the kingdom is Jesus is king. He is Lord. Amen. He has come and he has established, he has brought the kingdom of God to the earth and it is going to be spread through the proclamation of salvation through his name and through his death, burial, and resurrection. And, um, and wherever the gospel is taken, that's the kingdom of God is going forth. And that's what we see throughout the book of Acts is the, the gospel being presented, being proclaimed faithfully and the kingdom being extended. We also see resistance to the kingdom because the kingdom of darkness, though Jesus conquered the, the devil through his death and resurrection, the kingdom of darkness is allowed to continue for a time on the earth. And so we see that wherever the gospel goes forth, it's met with opposition. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's very, very violent opposition. Mm -hmm. But the disciples were faithful to go forth. Um, I'd also like to point out that, you know, even Jesus, it, we said that the Acts is about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Careful there, didn't <laughs> you guys, just in case you missed out. It's the overflow that's happening right here. It's the overflow <laughs> right, of the right. Spirit within me. <laughs> <laughs> um, that even as the Acts of the Apostles, we could say, should be called the Acts of the Holy Spirit, even what Jesus did on the earth, he did by the Holy Spirit, right? I mean, he was, the Spirit came upon him as a dove at his baptism. It says after he was um, tempted by the devil in the wilderness that he returned from the wilderness in the power of the Holy Spirit. When Jesus went to his hometown of Nazareth and he spoke in the synagogue there, he opened the scroll and he read from Isaiah 61, he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me for yeah. he has anointed me. And so Jesus came to this earth fully God, born of a virgin, but also fully man filled with and empowered by the Holy Spirit to do the things he did. Yep. And it says, even here in verse two, until the day in which he was taken up after he threw the Holy Spirit had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen. So the very words that Jesus spoke by way of commandment or teaching, he did through the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So everything that we do as believers in this earth of any good, any, any kingdom consequence, we're going to be doing as people filled with and empowered by the Holy Spirit. And, you know, it's interesting, Vince, that when, um, when John the Baptist came as the forerunner to Jesus um, and people would ask him, they said, are you the Messiah? Are you, are you the, you know, the one that we're waiting for to come and, you know, save Israel? He said, no, I'm not the, the Messiah. He said, I baptize with water, but there's coming one after me who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. So one of the very first designations of Jesus was that he is the one who would bring the Holy Spirit, baptize in the Holy Spirit. So, so much of what Jesus did and what he is doing today, I mean, virtually everything he did, everything he's doing today in the earth, he does through the Holy Spirit. And the book of Acts is a beautiful story. It's the, it's the account of God's activity in and through his people impacting the world by the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Noah Dingus just left a comment. 
And what was that? And said, so it should be called Acts of the Holy Spirit through the Apostles. And others. And others. <laughs> and others, Noah. Yeah, yeah if we're going to really be you know, precise on yeah. it. And, uh, Philip? But we're not going to actually go on a campaign to try to make that happen. No. This is just for fun. But that ship has sailed. Yeah, that, that, it's already named. <laughs> right, right. No renaming allowed. Yep. And so, okay, so he's talking to the disciples. He's appearing to them over a period of 40 times. I just want to, I, I don't want to let that slide. The resurrection of Jesus was attested to by eyewitnesses, mm -hmm. multiple eyewitnesses over a span of 40 days after his resurrection. And it says, by many infallible proofs, mm. convincing proofs, there he is alive in front of us. He was seen by the disciples. He was seen by the women. He was seen by his own brothers who mm -hmm. did not believe in him until after the resurrection. Um, and so I just want to remind us that this faith that we hold and, and, and follow is rooted in history. It's, a, it's attested to by eyewitnesses who saw Jesus alive after his death. Yeah. And Paul even says that at one time there were a, a, upward of 500 people at one time who saw Jesus alive. So here he is, he's raised from the dead, he's appeared to his disciples one more time. He's speaking to them about things pertaining to the kingdom of God. It says in verse four, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. Mm. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Mm. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know times and seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Mm. Now, when the disciples ask the question, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? This is revealing that their minds are still set on the idea, their understanding of when the Messiah came, that he would be a ruler king like David and would restore Israel to independence from whoever was oppressing them. In this first century, it was Rome. Um, and Israel would get back on top, you know, yep. and, and not be oppressed by other people. And, and they would, you know, all unrighteousness would be driven out of the land. They'd be restored to glory. And it would be wonderful, like in the days of King David and early in Solomon's reign. They're still thinking in terms of an earthly kingdom. And Jesus says, we're not getting into that. It's not for you to know the times and the seasons for my earthly reign. But what you need to know is the Holy Spirit is going to come just as the Father promised to send him. And when he has come, he will fill you, he will empower you to be able to go out and be witnesses unto me. Yeah. And so um, there was still some learning to do on the part of the disciples as to exactly what the kingdom of God was to look like in the earth yeah. over until the time that Jesus actually returns and establishes his kingdom on the earth. And, and Acts is basically the record of that, the disciples going out empowered by the Holy Spirit. Now, um, Jesus had spoken to them earlier about the Holy Spirit. He said, at one time, it's better for you that I go away. 
He said, because if I don't go away, the comforter will not come or the helper will not come, which is another way of referring to the Holy Spirit. Um, another place Jesus said, uh, he has been with you, but he shall be in you. That was one of the things that Jesus accomplished through his death and resurrection was that we could become um, indwelt by the very Spirit of God. Mm. And that's what distinguishes the new covenant from the old covenant, the Holy Spirit living inside of God's people. Mm -hmm. We become a temple. Yes, we become the temple of God. And so we're going to see, we won't get into it today, but on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit comes and they're all filled just like when the glory of God came down on the temple when it was dedicated back in the Old Testament, both the tabernacle that Moses erected and the temple built by Solomon, the glory of God came and filled those two physical spaces. Mm -hmm. So you and I, all of us as believers in Jesus Christ, we become the house of the Holy Spirit. When we're converted, the Holy Spirit comes into us yeah. And God has given us His Spirit to empower us mm. to go forth Come on. with the proclamation of the gospel. Yeah. And uh, it's just incredible to me. It's amazing to me how these very ordinary people, not trained professional clergy, mm -hmm. fishermen and tax collectors and people from all different walks of life, once they're empowered by the Holy Spirit, they go out and do amazing things. Mm -hmm. And it's God at work in and through them. Mm -hmm. And God still wants to work in and through us. Mm -hmm. And that's what's so exciting about Acts is that it's not just a study of what God did, but it's an indication of God, what, what God wants to do mm -hmm. in and through us. Mm -hmm. So just, I think that's enough for now to kind of set the stage. I would encourage everybody to just start reading through Acts if you're not you know, committed to a certain Bible reading program or plan, uh, start reading Acts with us. Just every day, pick a chapter and read through it with us, and uh, we'll be commenting as we go along. Vince, I've done all the talking yeah. again, um, but no. <laughs> <laughs> what? Sometimes I do all the talking. Well, yeah, and I didn't get to preach yesterday, that's so right, I got right. right. to have yeah. a release get here. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but what do, what do you like about Acts, or what do you think about when you think about the book of Acts? Well, the, just the one thought that popped into my head while you were talking about us being filled with the Holy Spirit is that I think a lot of times we forget that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we feel like maybe the people who, uh, you know, have been Christians a long time or fast a lot or pray a lot, or don't do all the bad stuff I do. Maybe they're the ones that are really filled with the Spirit, but I don't feel very filled. I don't really feel like the Holy Spirit lives in me. I don't even know what that's supposed to feel like. Mm -hmm. And this is a different part of Scripture, but um, <laughs> this is kind of a dark passage to go to. But one thing that always strikes me is that in 1 Corinthians, Paul addresses a group of people who were going out and sleeping with prostitutes. And he says, don't do that mm -hmm. because you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. Like their lifestyle was so off the path. Right. But he says, don't do this because you're a temple of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. God's Spirit yeah. lives in you. 
So whether or not you feel like the Holy Spirit is in you, mm -hmm. He's in you. Mm -hmm. However, whatever you messed up last, yeah. the Holy Spirit is in you. If you've said yes to Jesus as your Savior, you have the Holy Spirit. If you feel it, you have the Holy Spirit. If you don't feel anything, you have the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. If you messed up last night, you have the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit lives in every person who said yes to a relationship with Jesus. And I think that sometimes we find we are reminded of the power of the Spirit when we step out in faith into a situation that requires the Holy Spirit to show up, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. When we do something out of our comfort zone, then all of a sudden we find courage rise from the Holy Spirit in the moment and go, oh, mm -hmm. I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. So I don't know what that would look like for you, but I think anytime we step out of our comfort zone, that can be the time where we are reminded mm -hmm. and we experience the power of the Holy Spirit. Those are all my thoughts. Those are all my thoughts. Do something out of your comfort zone today. Yeah. Call someone who doesn't know Jesus. Invite him to church. Send him the stream, the online stream <laughs> from the service. Tell him to read Acts. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's a very, very good point that, you know, and Jesus made it clear why the Father was sending the Holy Spirit so that they would be empowered to be witnesses. Right. And when we, when we take that commission seriously, you know, we can count on the Holy Spirit's going to empower us, fill us. That's up. why He came, you yeah. know, as well as to instruct us and comfort us and yeah. help us. Because the word, you know, parakletos, as uh, it, it means advocate, helper, comforter, the one who comes alongside. The Holy Spirit's all of those things to us. But, but there's, a, there's a mission to which we have been called to, and, and we're supposed to go and tell the word about Jesus. When we start doing that, we see the Holy Spirit start showing up yeah. in greater, greater ways. But yeah. a very good point. We, are, we have the Holy Spirit whether we feel it or not, or right. feel Him and or yes, not. Yes, we yes. have the Holy Spirit. It's not, it's not always associated with emotion or physical sensations. Mm -hmm. We have the Holy Spirit, just like we have Jesus in our heart, in our life, um, whether we feel that way or not. Um, and a lot of times we, we disqualify ourselves because we don't, yeah. I don't think I'm, I don't feel too fulfilled with the Holy Spirit. Right. But anyway, we'll get yeah. into all of this and more as we yeah. continue in this wonderful book of the Bible, the Acts of the Apostles, or as I like to call it, the Acts of the Holy Spirit through the Apostles and through people like you and me. Yes. So hope you join us.